Liz Mahan, Physician Recruitment Advisor at AAPPR, and this is the I Am AAPPR podcast series. The I Am AAPPR podcast series was created for recruitment professionals by recruitment professionals. We're virtually traveling the country, seeking out the incredible stories of our AAPPR members. This is an opportunity to showcase our pride and the unique members, corporate contributors, and offerings that come along with being a part of AAPPR. So what makes you say, I am AAPPR? Hi, I'm Liz Mahan, Physician Recruitment Advisor at the Association for Advancing Physician and Provider Recruitment, and this is the I am AAPPR podcast. Today, I'm joined by Judy Brown and Jill Little. Judy Brown is the Senior Talent Acquisition Partner for Provider Recruitment at Go Health Urgent Care. She is a nationally recognized in-house physician recruitment industry leader with 30 years of experience in various healthcare settings, ranging from large integrated delivery systems to independent group practices. And she has experience recruiting for urban, suburban, and rural communities. Judy has served as education chair and journal committee chair for AAPPR and was the editor of the association journal from 2000 to 2017. She also holds her CPRP certification through AAPPR. Jill Little is the regional manager for physician recruitment at Detroit Medical Center Health System, where she is responsible for recruitment and retention of healthcare providers. She is a seasoned recruitment professional with an accomplished track record of over 18 years experience in the recruitment of physician and advanced practice providers. Prior to her physician recruitment experience, Jill held positions in corporate human resources as a business partner, affirmative action officer, and senior recruiter. Jill served as co-chair of the communications committee and has served on the education committee for AAPPR. She also holds her CPRP certification through AAPPR. Welcome. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. So you both have so much experience within the industry and within AAPPR. I'm hoping you can share with us a little bit about your journey and your experience with the association. Jill, let's start with you. What's your journey been like? My journey began in uh, the conference of 2002 when I first started in physician recruitment as a senior recruiter for Borges Health System back in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And the first thing that I was told that I needed to do was to join, at that time, ASPR, prior to our changing our name, and that I you know, should become a part of a great group of individuals where I would learn a lot about physician recruiting. Prior to my post at Borges, I had a lot of experience recruiting, but that was in corporate banking. So this was a new field for me and it's been a great journey every since. That's great. I, I love when people start their journey at the beginning of their careers with AAPPR or ASPR as it was known then. And and um, you know they're able to build over time through their relationships and education, and it's just it's such a great network and organization to help everyone get started if they're new to the world of provider recruitment. Judy, what about you? What's your journey been? 
Um, I have a unique journey in that I actually started in the physician recruitment arena right out of college, um, which was kind of unusual for back when I started. And I actually started my career before um, ASPR, as it was known back then, actually even existed. So um, I didn't join ASPR for probably about 10 years into my career. Um, and that would have been in the late 90s, um, mid to late 90s, and um, landed in ASPR because my boss at the time where I was working, um, which was Fairview Health Systems in Minneapolis, um, was a member and he expected the members of the department to also be members. And it's been a joy and a thrill to be a member of um, AAPPR, or I still, in my heart, still call it ASPR, just because for the majority of my time as a member, it was ASPR. It's kind of hard to kind of transition um, sometimes from a thought process, and I stumble over AAPPR at times, but um, it's been a thrill and a joy. Um, I have developed some of my strongest friendships um, through AAPPR. It's helped heighten my career in my professional and personal development. It's been really a thrill to be part of AAPPR. I always, it makes me happy when I hear how AAPPR has not only benefited people in terms of their career growth, which is wonderful in and of itself, but also just the number of friendships that we make through the association and different networking events from conferences to you know, round tables to regional affiliate meetings, um, you know, it becomes, it becomes like your friends and family. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You've both been so involved with the AAPPR Education Committee over the years. Can you share a little bit with us about the history of the education program at AAPPR? Um, sure. I, this is Judy. I'll um, kind of start off with this. So um, when AAPPR back then, ASPR kind of started out, it was kind of seen as a business meeting, a networking resource, but also educational um, resource um, to share thoughts um, and how to do processes. Physician recruitment was really new as a, a professional industry. Um, so education kind of was at the forefront in sharing ideas amongst each other so that we can go, could go back after meeting each other at our, our conferences um, and share those ideas with our employers and maybe begin a new program like a referral program. Um, so it started out in its infancy as just kind of generic, let's share some ideas. And it kind of grew from there. Um, the first formal educational conference per se started like 1994. Um, and it kind of morphed from there into what we have as a wonderful resource at, at our hands. Um, around the mid to late 90s, um, leadership and members started talking about, you know, it'd be nice to have some type of certification or some type of formal program to say that we've been trained, we have the skills and knowledge um, to take to our, our employers 
for acknowledgement, but also to kind of just heighten the the um, the industry overall. So um, the leadership and the board of directors um, asked to have an ad hoc committee pretty much um, in task force developed. And there was a handful of us that met um, repeatedly and developed what started out um, as what was our fellowship program. And we, at the time, we looked at certification versus fellowship. Um, there were multiple reasons why we didn't formalize a certification program at that time. Part of it was cost, part of it was just the time and effort and resources needed to actually develop a formal certification program. So, um, then we developed the fellowship program, which basically um, was a way for us to develop educational modules from the very beginning of the recruitment process all the way through retention and onboarding. Um, we developed um, what we called the 101 model, the 201 model, and the 301 model, and there was testing associated with it. Um, once you finished all three of the modules and the tests, you became a, a FASPR, a fellow of the Association of Staff Physician Recruiters. Um, with that program, there were pretty much all day sessions that the, for instance, 101 covered some of the basic principles of physician or provider recruitment. And it covered similar or simple things like, and not simple things actually, but um, sourcing to um, uh, screening candidates, to the interview process, to um, that whole beginning of that recruitment program or development of a recruitment program. The two one kind of took it and advanced it beyond that to the next steps. And then, um, talking about immigration and okay you extended an offer what does that what does that whole offer process include teaching negotiation skills and then the 301 which is the third step in the module took everything into a more in-depth process so we talked about immigration in depth we looked at the human resources process of the um entire physician recruitment process. Now, not all physician recruiters or provider recruiters go into that depth, but they really need to have that background information. So it looked at everything from employment law to benefit administration and benefit programs to physician relations. Um, so that program took us from roughly the first, um, 101 um, course was offered in 2000. Um, and then the first 301 course was offered, I think in roughly about 2009. So it took us to get to that full program, fellowship program, about 10 years. Oh my gosh, um, that's amazing. That's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, and then, um, Basically, from that point till roughly about 2018, the program ran, we tweaked it a little bit. 
um, we had utilized a consulting service um, that, uh, to be honest with you, put a lot of parameters around how we could change the testing modules uh, or test for each of the modules. So we were kind of handicapped and we kind of outgrew what we had, the foundation, what we really wanted to do. Um, so in 2018, the board of directors wanted to take a, a look at what existed in the past and take a look at where we could go in the future, which has led us to the CPRP. That's awesome. And that, I mean, that really builds into the advancing the profession and the mission of the exactly. association to continue to advance <clears throat> and grow. And certainly we know, we talk about it all the time, how much this profession changes regularly. Um, and exactly. we need to stay up to date through education. So you mentioned the new certification program, and I, I think by now all of our members know that uh, this fall, AAPPR launched a new certification program, and you were both very closely involved in the work group that designed the new certification program and our new competency model. So what was that experience like? Well, for me, being a part of that uh, development in the process, it really gave me personally an opportunity to, to, to embrace the knowledge base that my colleagues across the U.S. actually hold and the skill sets that they were able to bring to the table as we began to dive into the core competencies for each individual area. Um, we did work with a consultant to help guide us on that path, but it was very structured. Um, it was very well thought out. Um, I think the groups that were put together to address each one of the core competencies, there was a nice representation, not only with years of experience, but also healthcare systems because your experiences are going to vary based on the environments in which you do physician recruiting. The basic principles are always there, but it's just different how each organization might um, maneuver throughout that process of hiring a physician. So lots of telephone calls, lots of conference calls, uh, lots of reading documents, providing input, rereading documents, and then gathering back together as a group to say, okay, here's, you know, this is how much progress we've made. Let's review it. Let's look at it. So it definitely was not a quick process. It wasn't one that didn't have a lot of thought put into it. I would agree. Um... One of the things that came out of that process for me is it re-emphasized that what we did in the past with the fellowship program, can I re-emphasize that the foundation and structure of some of the educational models we created were there, they were sound, but we needed to continue to move forward on that. On a personal perspective, one of the things I came out of it is I've, I come from a family of 
a lot of educators. And I believe in lifelong learning and the processes that Jill was just talking about, the work groups that I was with, I learned so much every single day that we, and every single time we met to work on the certification program and the competencies. And I've been in this industry a long time, but I learned something new every day. And it really, that process really reiterated the fact that no matter how long you've been in physician or provider recruitment, you still have areas of improvement and areas to learn. So to redesign a whole program in two years is, I mean, that's impressive. That's a really big lift. I'm curious, how many people were involved in this work group? Good question. Um, in 2018, when the board um, decided to move into this um, avenue, um, I was appointed education chair and I was a little nervous about taking on this whole venture. Um, it was a, an enjoyable process because we had a lot of individuals volunteering. Some individuals were with this whole process like Jill from kind of beginning to end, um, but we had others that were popping in as um, subject matter experts um, that were called upon every once in a while. So to actually put an X number of individuals involved would be difficult to state. I can honestly say, say though, we had many, many, many individuals involved in the process, whether it was helping develop the competency model, um, helping kind of define each of those areas within the competency model to um, the test writing and validating the tests to individuals who are actually um, involved in the program as um, subject matter, matter experts and presenters of um, these different competency models, whether in webinars or at the um, uh, certification um, presentations to um, everywhere you can imagine, we have individuals who are touching this process. So um, I'm very happy and very pleased with the fact that the breadth of our membership has um, really, really been involved in this process. That's awesome. Well, I'll give a huge shout out to everybody that gave their time and their expertise to creating this program because it's, I've seen it, I've gone through the tests and the modules and it's impressive. And there is some really good thought leadership that was put into it and design and the content is just, it's fantastic. And like you said, it's, it's gonna take us forward. It's gonna lay the foundation to build on into that future. And I, I wanna ask the big question, what does the future of education for AAPPR members look like? Well, it might is a little foggy as well too. What I'm excited about is the future generation of um, physician recruitment and provider recruitment professionals. Um, one of the things that came out of this whole process is 
like Jill mentioned, we had individuals from the full spectrum of individuals that have been in, in provider recruitment for a long period of time and those that are fairly new to the industry. And it actually was exciting to see that younger generation of um, professionals involved in this process because for me, I'm ready to hand off the baton to the younger generation. I, I've done my service, I've done my duty, um, and I'm ready to see what that future entails. One of the things that um, came out of all this is we did um, surveys and the research was done on how different generations learn. Um, and what we've learned is sometimes it's small snippets of information instead of long lectures or, or presentations. Um, so, and the, the millennials in this younger generation have so much different viewpoints of how to utilize social media and technology um, that I foresee that our, our educational offerings are going to change and morph as time goes along. And it's really exciting to see that. I'm a little old school at some times <laughs> and I'm coming along kicking and screaming, not necessarily kicking and screaming. It's just, I'm not as adept at some of those social skills that they do utilize. And I think it's gonna be really, really interesting. I mean, right now is a good example, podcasts. Who would have thought we would have been doing podcasts even five, 10 years ago? Um, so I think the future is wide open. I'm really excited because I think the next generation of um, our members is going to take us really far into the future. And it, it, it's very, very exciting to see. It is exciting. It's, and it's so rewarding that we're able to meet members where they are and deliver content to them in a way that makes sense and works for them uh, in their day-to-day -day life. So uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to bring these podcasts to everybody. And, and I'll be honest, I just like talking to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a problem or not a problem, but a benefit for all physician recruitment or provider recruitment professionals is most of us are talkers. Um, and sometimes that's a really, really good thing. Sometimes not so much. <laughs> that's so true. I, none of us have ever met a stranger. We've just met people we haven't become friends with yet. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Exactly. So I want to thank you both for taking the time to talk to us today. But before I let you go, I'm always, I'm always curious to know what advice you can offer to fellow recruitment professionals. Jill, let's start with you. What kind of advice can you offer to us? Well, the one thing that I've always valued with being a part of AAPPR, and that would be the members. And my advice would be to anyone who's new to the industry or even if they, you know, are still within that first five year, don't be hesitant to reach out to any member to ask a question. Because I, I don't think I've ever been turned away, um, even when it comes to what could be delicate 
information to share. Uh, depending on the market in which you serve, you may have competing hospitals. But there's, you know, as they say, it's kind of cliche. There's no stupid question, and there really isn't. And to just reach out and to ask, I mean, even to this day, Judy has helped me immensely on various um, topics and different questions when it comes to recruiting specialties that I've never had experience with before. And she'll just, you know, respond on our chat line and say, Jill, you know, here's some things you should think about. And, you know, my advice and experience has been along these lines. So the biggest advice is one, to join AAPPR. And number two, use those tools that we have in the toolbox. And the biggest tool would be your fellow physician recruiters. I love that. Join. <laughs> Join. This is our call to action. <laughs> Judy, Don't what worry. about you? Be a part. Be, be a, a part. part. Yep. Judy, I would say take advantage, kind of to piggyback on what Jill said, take advantage of the resources that are available through um, AAPPR. Um, if you are stuck on a question, feel free to pick up a phone uh, or your phone or text. You know, the new thing for me is texting. Um, make a phone call, text, email um, one of your, your um, fellow members because we are a sharing group. I don't think that um, there is anybody who would refuse anybody in this group. Engage, this is your profession. Um, engage through networking, engage through going on chat. Um, if you're stumped on how to, to solve a problem, go on chat. Your colleagues are free advice. You don't have to pick up the phone and pay a consultant. You've got a vast array of, I don't know how many members we have anymore, but at least probably 1,500 plus. Um, experts out there that will respond immediately to your requests on chat that can immediately help you. Um, participate in the mentorship program. If you're new, there are so many individuals out there who are willing to hold your hand and help guide you through your professional career. Um, Attend the educational meetings, the podcasts, the webinars, the roundtables. Um, you learn so much from each and every one of the members there. Um, and just enjoy. You know, and that's when I talk about AAPPR with my friends, my family, colleagues, that's the one thing they are just amazed at is how much we have fun. We have fun. We develop lifelong friendships and connections to people that you don't see in any other industry. And I know it sounds cliche to say that if people are like, no, that happens. It doesn't. You can have competitors in your own community where, and that happens to me up here in Minneapolis. I know all pretty much all the physician and provider recruitment professionals here in the Twin Cities, and I've known many of them for 20 plus years. I can 
honestly say that we've learned from each other, we've shared information, we've shared candidates, we're not competing against each other. In many respects, we're trying to help each other in the community grow because if I have a candidate that won't work for my system, but it will work for another health system, it's a win for the community. It's a win for the healthcare community. Um, so if someone doesn't work or is looking for something on one of the coasts and doesn't wanna be in the Midwest, I wanna make sure they're referred to somebody within the healthcare or within the, the community of AAPPR. But throughout it all, we're tr the bottom line is our goal as individuals and in members in our roles within our community is to help establish a healthcare community that is strong, that will help with our, um, take care of our family and our friends. Um, and through it all, you can do it through AAPPR. So um, I guess those are my words of advice for the day. I think that's great advice. And it's true, the work that we all do is so important to our communities. And the community that we've created through AAPPR is so special and unique. I, I don't think I've ever encountered a group of professionals who are so willing to share their time and their expertise with one another. And I want to thank both of you for taking the time to share your expertise and your experience with us. Um, this was great. I learned, I learned a lot about our education program and uh, I definitely have a renewed appreciation for it and for the work that you've put into it. So thank you both so much for everything you've, you've done and for sharing your time today. Well, thank you, Liz. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, everyone. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the I Am AAPPR podcast. Stay tuned for part two of this episode. And be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on our latest episodes. For more information on AAPPR and the I Am AAPPR campaign, please visit our website, aappr.org.